Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Gallery Girl is a London-based website and curatorial platform dedicated to contemporary art from across the globe. In this podcast, we're going to focus on female artists, curators and practitioners who highlight art with roots in West Asia and North Africa. Enjoy. Welcome to the Gallery Girl podcast. Today my guest is Nadine Noor al-Din. She is an artist and cultural practitioner and she's also the founder of Nadine Editions, a series of art activity books for children and adults focusing on great Arab artists. Welcome Nadine. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, I wanted to start and ask you how you first got interested in art and what your first experience with art was. That's a difficult question. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I remember my earliest memories kind of just um, drawing and creating things with my mom. Yeah. Um, She'd get us these little activity books and we'd work on things together. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until when I took an accidental art class in undergrad that I got interested in art again. Oh wow, okay. And is those books that you did with your mum when you were little, is that kind of what sparked the idea for Nadine Editions? I don't think they like had a direct spark, but yeah. not, when I think back, I, every, I feel like everything I've done has led up to it. Yeah, because it's so nice. I remember having books like this when I was little, but it was obviously all Western artists. So it's really nice to see um, something, you know, shedding light on another part of art history. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it, the project has very personal motivations because I remember when I was younger in the school, we had um, primarily Western male artists as the references for a lot of the art class prompts and things like that. So I'll find myself drawn to artists now I learned about in school and it's always Monet or Van Gogh or these very kind of I mean they they tend to have accessible styles and lives for kids to to think about but I think it's just such a shame that there isn't more and that there that kids aren't exposed to more artists from different backgrounds at such a young age yeah for sure because artists didn't just live and work in Europe so it makes sense. Um, and yeah, how did you start going about creating this amazing project? So I think it really started with my MA research. I was doing um, an MA in uh, cultural policy and arts management. Mm-hmm. And so my dissertation research was about cultural policy in Egypt and contemporary arts practices. And I found it really, really hard to narrow down my topic because there's so much that I wanted to research and so many artists I wanted to write about. And then from there, kind of doing that research, I felt like I could take those stories and make them into accessible accessible stories for children. Yeah, and they're not just for children, are they? Because I've seen your your colouring pages and I find them quite educational as well. Yeah, I mean, so the target really is to get to a younger audience, mm. but they're not just aimed at kids, they're aimed at anyone who's interested in learning about these people's lives, not even people who are simply interested in art. 
um, the ideas to make their lives and their practices accessible. Yeah, and it's really nice how you've made colouring pages as well. So that That's you... one of my favourite parts of this whole thing, <laughs> because making them allows me to look at the artist's works in a way that I wouldn't when I'm just looking at the work, mm. but to actually create them, I have to zoom in on the particular painting and look at their brush strokes and try to figure out what their intention was and and then make the decisions to simplify it in a way that reflects the work accurately. Yeah. Um, so have you had any formal art tr training at all? Or are these all this is just natural talent? I studied visual arts at um, the American University in Cairo. Okay. So I kind of, I've had some training, I mm. would say. Yeah. But a, a lot of it is just self-directed. Wow, the illustrations are super beautiful. And I guess um, making the colouring pages, it's almost like it's allowing the person who's learning about these artists to think about the decisions that the artists made when making the artwork themselves, like picking the different colours and shading in certain areas, which is yeah, super exactly. cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've had some submissions from people who haven't, who've, like, studied about art, but haven't studied and practiced art. Yeah. And so, for them, the experience of doing these colouring pages is very, kind of, educational in the sense that they get to learn about the artist's thinking and decision-making process in a way they wouldn't from just reading about it. Yeah. And I also loved, um, on your Instagram page, you have a couple of, um, what do you call it? Sorry. Meditation films. Oh, yes. with the artwork and I'm not normally into that kind of thing but I remember watching it and um, for people listening it's Nadine narrating um, the composition of the image really super calmly um, it's so relaxing like what gave you the idea to do that because it's really great and if you can't sleep like honestly listen to that before you go to bed <laughs> thank you I'm so glad you like them um, so I was inspired by the content that the National Gallery are putting out, okay. and they've done a few of these meditations with works from the National Gallery's collection, Yeah. Um, but I really wanted to create, I think right now, because everyone's consuming everything digitally, I feel like there's an opportunity to create content around this research and around these books that isn't just simply the books. Um, so one of them I thought was... Uh, to create meditations because everyone's so stressed out it's yeah. a really difficult time and for me like the process of researching the meditation and making it like I fell asleep a few times oh just wow <laughs> <laughs> just working through it so I think it's very effective um and I also found that not many of these meditations exist in Arabic so I thought it was an opportunity to create something like that in the Arabic language as well yeah, it's super cool. So you started the series with um, Inji Eflatoun and Jawad Salim. How did you decide on these artists? So they're artists that I encountered in my research mm -hmm. and artists that I wanted to write about and, and learn more about personally. Um, I'm familiar with their work, but I didn't really know much about their lives. And so through the research that I'm doing, I'm able to learn more about them 
and I have like a long list of artists that I'm working through at the moment. Yeah, how many artists do you think you're going to release into the open? So I don't have a target number at the moment, but initially I set a target of three books uh-huh. um, to release while I'm working on so that I can be sharing content with kids who are stuck at home uh, during lockdown and need things to do or people in general who who want to learn something or have activities to do. But um, after those books are done, I have plans for more. Cool. So will each artist have their own individual book? That's the goal, yeah. When when do you think you're going to publish that? So at the moment, I'm not in a rush to publish because um, sharing the content online is such a great litmus test for how the content is uh, developing and everything. Um, uh, it's good to test out the material and hear feedback, uh, all of which has been positive so far. Mm. And um, it, eventually, the process of illustrating the books is going to develop as well. So right now, I have like a working draft, but once that's done, I intend to hand paint all the illustrations. Wow, okay. And then also work on developing the typography around it as well, because I want for each of the books to reflect the visual um, identity of each artist that it's about. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a lengthy process, I think. Yeah, and I noticed that Instagram is bilingual, that the book's going to be bilingual as well. Yeah, it's uh, they're going to be in Arabic and in English, so the book wouldn't necessarily be a bilingual book, but it would exist in both languages. Ah, oh, okay. Cool. Exciting. Um, and do you have a favourite um, Arab artist that you wish you'd known about when you were little and studying art at school? Oh, that's a really tough one. I don't <laughs> think I have a favourite at all. They're all my favourites. Yeah. Um, but I would say probably a motivation uh, to start was Angie Flatton because not only was she an artist but she was an activist and a women's rights activist and I think um she was such an important character that not many people know about. And I think if I'd known about her growing up, um, that would have been really exciting to learn about her life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I didn't know who she was until I saw you post about her on Instagram. And then, yeah, and then I got really interested. And then I also noticed that you have um, Spotify playlists as well. Yes. <laughs> So around each of the artists, I'm curating a playlist um, that reflects what they would have been listening to or what music would have been in their kind of realm of existence. It's really difficult to do these because there's no way to know exactly what they would have been listening to. For a lot of them, I'm reading their memoirs or I'm going through archives and things like that. So I'm looking for clues, but... A lot of it is just guesswork. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there must be a lot of research having to go into these into these projects. How are you finding working on them during this uh, lockdown situation? It's challenging, but it's been keeping me busy. Uh, I think it's challenging because not much information exists. A lot of the writing and research 
researched around these artists comes from very particular purposes. So it's either a specific exhibition or, you know, an auction or something that has a very particular purpose around the work. So not all of it is general or specific to their lives. So it's very difficult to kind of dig into the archives and find things being at home and not having access to libraries and stuff. Mm, Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. But it's also allowed me to kind of be more creative with my research and try to look in the footnotes and (laughs) find exciting things. And um, it's been really fun. Yeah, I guess it's really exciting because you're providing a portrait of these artists that may never have been written about, like, extensively before, so... Yeah, I mean, I feel a responsibility to them, because also, like, a big part of the audience is young kids, Mm. and so it needs to be art historically accurate, I don't want to be teaching them (laughs) incorrect information, and I want it to serve as a reference. Yeah. So it has to be as accurate as possible, and so I'm looking through family photographs and memoirs and archives and absolutely anything I can find and trying to use that to design the characters and design the visual identity and come up with their life story and you know make it as authentic as possible to their experience. Yeah, for sure. And have you had any feedback from kids on what you've done so far? I have, I have. I mean, the colouring pages have been the biggest thing because they're just easy to do and people are really enjoying them. Mm. But the books as well, I mean, there's not much to go on. It's just the introduction pack that I've provided is only like a few pages of the uh, introduction of the book. Um, But so far, it's been really well received and people are excited to read more. Yeah, I'm super excited to read more. I'm just uh, hoping <laughs> you release more soon. <laughs> and I also wanted to ask about your artwork besides um, Nadine Editions. Because I've noticed you've been painting and making your own separate work. Um, have you been doing personal projects alongside this at the same time? So a lot of the paintings that I've been making, I think for me, painting is very therapeutic. Yeah. And when all of this started um, with the coronavirus and the lockdown, and it's just been such a stressful period. So for me, painting is the best way to switch off my brain and just like be mindful and in the moment. Mm. And so I've been painting a lot, which I hadn't since being in grad school. And um, a lot of the projects are works by Arab artists that I've adapted and made my own so in a way my painting practice is really related to my work with Medina Editions because um, they're almost like I'm practicing the activities that I'm developing for the books yeah maybe even almost subconsciously you'll put those artists into the books yeah (laughs) (laughs) um cool and what else have you been up to during this time freelancing and I've been reading a lot um, and just working constantly I've been uh, Nadine Edition's work has been keeping me so busy I have so much research and writing and proposals and all the things yeah I bet it must be I actually used to work in publishing so I know um, 
how much work goes into producing a book, especially one that's illustrated that people may not quite appreciate um, normally. Cool. So um, what artists do you think people should have on their radar in lockdown if they want to um, open up their world to artists from a different part of the globe, do you think? Um, I mean, I think Instagram makes it so easy to kind of look at all all kinds of artist practices from around the world, and there's so many talks as well, and webinars and things um, to attend and, and learn about different artists. I think it really depends on what people are interested in. Yeah. But, but I think a lot of uh, a lot of museums and institutions have superb initiatives. That's a great way to start. Yeah, for sure. And also, obviously, Nadine Editions. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do a shameless plug-in. But <laughs> no, I th- because it's so interactive, what you've done with like the colouring pages and the playlist and the meditation. It's like you, you're giving people access to art in so many like different ways, which is quite nice because you never really think about music and meditation with a painting so I think that's super cool thank you um so um you're, you've started with two artists that are online now is there a favorite story or anecdote that you could tell me about them so maybe I can tell you a favorite story about one of the artists I haven't shared. Yet. Okay. Well, that sounds cool. And maybe by the time this is out, it may be online. I don't know. Not yet. Not no. Yet. <laughs> um, I'm, so my next book, it's about Saif and Adham Wendy, mm-hmm. um, two brothers who were born in Alexandria in Egypt. And they're both really celebrated painters. And their life is so interesting. I'm, I'm familiar with their work, but um, to write about them, their research has like, led me to learn so much about their lives. And uh, they lived in their grandfather's palace by mm. the sea. And their family had roots in Turkey and the Caucasus, so they weren't fully Egyptian. Yeah. And so they were kind of um, secluded, and they had a very secluded life. The kids didn't go to school, they were homeschooled, and apparently they were into art from such a young age, and their parents didn't want them to practice art because it would distract them from their schoolwork. Yeah. And so they would hide in their room and paint all over the walls and all over the curtains and the floors, and um, I just, I find it so amazing that they were that passionate about it from such a young age that they would rebel that way. Yeah. And I only wish that we had surviving photographs of what those walls and I know. look like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure their mum wasn't best pleased, but it is a common story, parents preferring their children to concentrate on their schoolwork. Yeah. So I guess times haven't changed. Not very much, much no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame there are no photos of that because it sounds really cool. And what is the artistic style like so they I mean I can't 
really describe it, I would say it looks a bit like gestural and impressionistic, uh, really colorful. They depicted scenes of um, from life, so like uh, things like sporting events and uh, operas and ballet, and mm. um, just really, really beautiful work. And did they work together or separately? They had separate practices. They did a lot of kind of. Uh, I think Adham was into cartoons more, and he he had a period where he would illustrate for a magazine. Oh, cool! Um, but his brother pulled him out of it because he wanted him to get back into his artistic practice. And they had a studio together with another friend of theirs, mm-hmm. and they primarily practiced together, which I think is really cute. Yeah, that's really sweet. And it's nice to have artists supporting each other, especially during very strange times, like the times that we're in now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing their story and for telling me about the amazing work that you're doing. Um, If people, well, people should um, look into all of Nadine's work and on Instagram it's at Nadine Editions and on there she has links to activity packs, playlists, colouring books and uh, even arty meditations. So, <laughs> so, thank you so much for having me. I think we, thank you for doing this work. I think even for adults this is super important and I think, especially in the Arab regions, like this is so needed. So, thank you for doing this work, and I'm glad that it's keeping you company during this really strange time, and also everyone else. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.